Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, yes, it has been a, a difficult week, uh, to say the least, but another one of those situations where you think, I just wonder how people manage without knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as their saviour, uh, the very one of whom we've been singing about this morning. I was particularly moved this morning with that lovely hymn that Jonathan chose, and what a friend we have in Jesus. And uh, we think of the Wesleys and Fanny Crosby and people like that who wrote literally thousands of hymns. And yet Joseph Scriven, who was the one that uh, penned that hymn, uh, it was found as a, a note uh, after his mother had died and someone said, what's this? And he just said, oh, it's, it's just something me and the Lord wrote. <laughs> something me and the Lord wrote when my mum uh, was in a, a, a bad situation. But that's it. That wonderful song has been a, a source of comfort and help and encouragement to millions uh, ever since. So if you have a Bible, what it may be on the screen, Psalm 55, part of which I want to share this morning. <clears throat> and in Psalm 55, a contemplation of David. It's always good to know who wrote what and why. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. I am restless in my complaint and moan noisily because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they bring down trouble upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is severely pained within me, and terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. And I said, oh, that I had the wings like a dove. For then I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and the tempest. Lord bless his word to us even this morning. Probably one of the most asked questions is, how are you? We say it all the time, how are you? We come into chapel on a Sunday, how are you? And probably the least truthful answer is, I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine. I walk around the hospital and we speak to so many people, how are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. And yet we're not fine. Many times we are not fine. We may know how we feel. And yet sometimes we struggle to find the right words. Most days, well, we are okay. We are okay. And the next we see the joy of God's hands upon our life. And we, we, we just literally walk about singing. And these wonderful hymns that we, we're so used to each week come into mind. And it's just a, a joy to be alive. And then we can be under the circumstances. The black cloud of despair descends and we don't even know the reason why sometimes. And then we ask the questions, what's happening? What can I do? Who could help? Who understands? Well, we can see from the life of David that it can actually happen to anyone. David was the very one who knew the absolute heights of joy. And the absolute pits of despair. <coughs> this is David. And God used him. And loved him. 
and inspired him to pen many of the Psalms. They have been a blessing and a hope to millions. In the hospital environment, uh, environment most of the time when we are, we are sharing God's word, we are not there to evangelize, but we are there to share and give comfort to people. And probably the Psalms are the ones we go into more than any. Because you see, friends, the Psalms, they cover every facet of human life. And it's just a joy sometimes to say, you may remember from earlier days, Psalm 23. Oh, yes, yes, I, I know that one. And then we personalize it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want 16 personal reference. And so many times the joy that comes when we share these wonderful things. Psalm 121. I lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord. And so many of these wonderful psalms bring hope and joy and encouragement and strength to so many, many people. David could relate personally to the extremes of physical, emotional and spiritual depths and heights and everything in between. Our Lord Jesus taught in many, many ways. And one of the ways that we relate to more than anything probably is, is what we know uh, as parables, picture languages, heavenly messages, heavenly messages that were just related to something simple, the birds, the trees, look, there once was a man, and so on and so on. The Lord Jesus looked at things around him and related it to a person's situations. Sheep and goats and fields and trees and flowers. Well, the psalmist, so many times, the same. And one of the things they see is the prophecy of the suffering saviour. Just a few weeks' time now, we'll be remembering the horror of the cross and of the glory of the resurrection. He lives. He's not here. He has risen. And in Psalm 22, the prophetic word, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning, My God, I, my God, I, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and I'm not silent. And this is exactly what our Lord cried out from the cross. One of the seven sayings that are recorded in John's wonderful gospel. The seven sayings from the cross. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And friends, I know. I know. And I know personally. Sometimes that is exactly how we feel. We feel abandoned. We feel abandoned. The sinless saviour taking on the sin of the world. Words of utter anguish from the Saviour's dying moments. Absolutely alone, overwhelmed. No one seems to care, not even God. Christ was forsaken that we who know him and love him and receive him as our Saviour may never have to be. I want to share a few verses from Psalm 102 that may... Uh, bring some light uh, to this situation. As you know by now, I don't normally 
refer to chapter and verses, but if anyone ever wants to know the verses, then they're obviously they're here. And in Psalm 102, it's headed in my Bible, New King James, the prayer of an overwhelmed saint. A prayer for the afflicted when he is overwhelmed and pours out his complaint before the Lord. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my trouble. Incline your ear to me in the day that I call. Answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke. My bones are burdened like a hearth. My heart is stricken and withered like grass, so that I even forget to eat my bread. Have you ever noticed, friends, when you're down, when you are overwhelmed, you don't want to eat? The food that you so love, your favorite meal, it means nothing to you. And the psalmist hits that just on the mark. We don't want to eat, we don't. Do you want a drink? Can I get? No, no thanks. I forget to eat my bread. Because of the sounding of my groaning, my bones cling to my skin. I am like a pelican in the wilderness, an owl in the desert. I lie awake and I am like a sparrow alone on the housetop. If we had been writing the Bible, would we have put these things in? I, I think my version of the Bible would be very, very thin. I would leave out so many of these things. But well, all scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is indeed God-breathed. Now, verse 4 there tells us, My heart is stricken and withered like grass. Heart is stricken and withered like grass. And then he goes on to describe his situation in the form of three birds. I'm like a pelican in the wilderness, an owl in the desert, and a sparrow alone on the housetop or the rooftop. In our reading today, in Psalm 55, we read that David felt exactly the same. And he cried out. He cried out in anguish unto the Lord. And it's a cry from the heart. My heart is severely pain within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me. And horror has overwhelmed me. Things are really getting hard for him. And then he's saying this. Oh, that I had the wings of a dove. For then I would fly away. And be at rest. I want to fly away and be at rest. I just want to leave this world behind. I want to just disappear. I want to be over my circumstances. I want to be out of it all. I want to be out of it all. In the United Kingdom, every year, around about 170,000 people do exactly that they've had enough they just go they just disappear now after those 170,000 some do reappear they go away maybe for days for weeks maybe for months and then suddenly they come back and they pick up the threads again 170,000 roundabout in this country in the United Kingdom feel exactly like David did thousands of years. I cannot carry on. 
I just want to disappear. And they drop out of society. It's a sad, sad statistic. And I said, oh, that I had wings of a dove, for I would fly away and be at rest. Now note that Paul is not saying, I am going to disappear. Paul, sorry, not Paul. I love Paul. David is saying, he's not saying, I am going to. He just said, this is how I feel. And friends, I know that many of us feel like that. It's the feeling rather than the actual action of disappear. We feel like that. And it's nothing new. Nothing new. We may be born again. We know that we're a child of the King. We have the Holy Spirit of God. We know that our names are in the Lamb's Book of Life. We know that the best, the very, very best, because it's God's best, is yet to be. But here, living in 2024, it is not, not easy. Each year somehow seems to get harder. No wonder people crave for nostalgia. The, the, who, who wants all the, the modern metaphors from today? People want the songs from the 50s, the 60s, when life was a bit simpler, when life was less complicated than we have made it today. 1965, an American singer by the name of Eddie Arnold had a hit record, sold millions. The record was called Make the World Go Away. Get it off my shoulder. I have had enough. And the amount of people that bought that record, well, it just stood the test. It showed just how people felt. It was not a happy record. It wasn't most, most songs that sell, that they're about love songs. They're about making up, breaking up, or just quite happy the way you are. But Eddie Arnold's song was a sad song. And it reflected how so many people felt even then. Make the world go away. Get it off my shoulder. Get this burden away from me. Just let me take off to the farthest place and disappear from all that's going on. I don't know if you spend any time on YouTube, but every now and again, little things just pop in uh, on your homepage. I was quite amazed, really, because I hadn't looked for it, I promise you, but it was a former CIA agent, CIA agent, telling you how to disappear. I'd already been inspired to put this message together. And I thought, what's all this? And I, I watched it. I'm not going to disappear, by the way. But he was telling you how you can get off the map how to live anonymously. It's very hard, actually. But, and I thought, why should people even be thinking down that line, down that line in our society uh, today? Our prayer can be, as David's, make the world go away, that I had the wings of a dove, and so on and so on, these things like that. And, one of the things that has really got to David, he said, but it was you, a man, my equal, my companion, my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throng. 
If you're hurt by a stranger, it hurts. But when you're hurt by those who are called, commanded, instructed by this holy word as a believer to love you, well, that is real pain. That is real, real pain. And sadly, I hear this when people open up to us as a confidant and they've, there is, friends, there is so much going on in this bay, within the church environment, that you would not believe. There are very few converts. There are very few people who are coming to know the Lord as their Saviour, who have been born again. There are very, very few. There are many people who are so despaired with particular fellowship that they move into there. And when they get there, they find out that the vicar said this, the vicar's done that, the curate's done this, and they move off to somewhere else. There is so much movement in this bay, but it's not moving in the right direction. Many Christians are just like nomads today. If there is something wrong within your fellowship, tell someone. See the leaders, get it sorted, do what the Lord tells you. Tell them, not somebody else. Tell them. And this is exactly what David's saying here. And he's referring, of course, when we think about uh, Judas. One who was my friend. One who sat at the table. One who ate and drank with me. So many times we don't realise how precious we are in the eyes of the Lord. And the other thing we don't realise is how... The things that maybe happened to us, and we think, well, it would never have happened to such and such a body, uh, John the Baptist and the Apostle Paul and Timothy and Titus. Wrong. You know, Jesus said at one point, you're in error, for you know not the scriptures or the power of God. Paul is writing to his beloved church in his second letter to the church in Corinth, and he writes this. And I'm reading, I'm sharing this as an encouragement to you. He's writing to the church and he says, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, for our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure above our strength, so that we despaired of life itself. This is the Apostle Paul. This is the one who met with the Lord Jesus on that Damascus road, gloriously saved was commissioned to take the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ out through Asia Minor and so on and so on. And now he's saying, he's bearing his soul before his friends in Corinth, saying, we were so hard, we were so troubled, we despaired of life itself. Reminds you of David? Oh, that oh, the wings of a dove, I just want to take off. Does it remind you of Eddie Arnold? Make the world go away, get it off my shoulder. But we have a resource. We have an amazing, amazing resource. Jonathan uh, has picked up, well, we, we, we spoke in the week about what the theme would be, and he's used a few of the texts that have been so precious. The Apostle Peter, when he wrote his first letter to this, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. The basic need in our life today, the two basic needs 
are to love and to be loved. Well, I'm telling you today that you are loved beyond grief. You are loved beyond your wildest Im imagination. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. He cared enough to go to Calvary for you, for me. Casting all your cares upon him who cares for you. Look to the cross. Look to the Saviour. Look to his love. Don't crave the wings of a dove. Do seek the Saviour who has promised, promised, never will I leave you, nor forsake you. I read very recently, and I won't tell you where it was because you may know the person, there's nothing, no one connected with this church. And this person, I'm not even going to identify, male or female, who said, I've just about had enough. I want to chuck everything up. I've had enough. This is someone who knows the Lord, truly saved, truly born again, but is that depth of despair, the absolute depth of despair. Now, Jonathan's already um, quoted uh, when he was with the children and the, the bottles. And at the top of my page, it says an invitation to come to Jesus. And it says this, Come unto me, all you who laboured on a heavy laden. And I've underlined this because it said, I will. Now, it doesn't say there is a very good possibility. It is quite probable. It says, I will. This is the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Saviour, Redeemer, and Sinner's Friend. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And again, I've underlined it. You will find rest for your souls. Again, it's not a good, good chance, a possibility. You will find rest for your souls. What is happening in our world today is incredible. I don't know. It's, it's gone mad. The, the further the world goes away from gone, the worse it is. And you know what I tell you several times. The great, one of the greatest antidotes is just back off from the news a little bit. Just back off from the news. We can become obsessed with the news. Oh, it's six o'clock. We must listen to this. No, you don't. It's going to carry on anyway. You're going to find out. Just back off from an overdose an overdose of the new you know you may have come here today may have come here today as a bird just like david is describing as a pelican in the wilderness an owl in the desert or a sparrow on the rooftops friends if you're someone that lives alone that might be your condition you feel you look out the window and you see a sparrow on the bridge tiles and you think, that's just how I feel. But you can leave differently. You can leave differently. And I know that this next passage has been so precious to some of you here today. And this is it, Isaiah. He, that is the Lord, gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. Do you know what? It was a joy to be here last Saturday. 
for the men who get together and see about 40 young people. It just absolutely thrilled me that these youngsters had come on a Saturday night to be here, not just for the, the food and everything, but they were here. And it was an absolute joy to see them. It is not easy being a young person today. Friends, it wasn't easy when we were growing up. It wasn't easy when we were teenagers. When we one day we felt like we were uh, a child, the next day, next day we felt like, oh, I'm a grown-up now, and the next day, you're back again. But friends, pray for our young people. Pray for our young people. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, the young men shall utterly fall. But... There's a but here. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My question, friends, and I'm asking myself, don't ever, ever think that when you share God's word, it is a one-way valve. I've got to believe it before I share it. And I know Jonathan and all those who... Colin, who shared God's word, would absolutely agree with me. We can come as one of those isolated birds, or we can trust and wait on the Lord and soar from this place like an eagle. Those who wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord, God's word. And that's God's promise to us today. The big question is, will we? Are we still going to struggle along on our own? Or are we going to cling to that incredible resource that God has given us, trusting and believing in his holy and most precious word? We all have burdens. Some of the burdens are not overwhelming. We have to deal with them. It may be illness, it may be family, it may be any manner of things. We all have to deal with them. Some are obviously, when we lose a loved one, be very, very hard. But God's promise to us today is that he will never leave us nor forsake us. That we can come to him and he will give us strength. And we can take God at his word and say, Lord, you know exactly how I feel. You know I want to disappear. You know I can't cope any longer. I need your help. And the Lord will say, I'm here. help yourself. Those who wait on the Lord. May God himself bless his precious word to us, even today. Amen.